When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Blog Talk Radio. It's the Willie Will Show. Call in and speak your mind. Every Wednesday at 9, I swear that it's going nine, Willie Will Motherfuckers. Well, Willa's back. Wilt has been on hiatus for a long time. Don't know what the hell he's doing, but he said he'll be ready around the 23rd. Um, whatever the hell that means. But until then, we're going to bring in the new year, right? 2018. Want to tell everybody happy new year from me and, and Wilt, you know, even though that nigga ain't here. But I got a special guest this week, my man RC from the Outsiders Boxing Podcast. He's been rocking with us for a while. So I knew, you know, I just had to, it's been a lot of shit going on this week. Um, You know, we usually do the show Wednesday at 9 Central. It will be going down again starting next week, 9 Central. From here on out, you know, I'm not waiting on Wilts anymore. He When he comes back, he's he'll, till then we're going to be grinding the mic. Because I got to grind. 2018 is our year. The Willa and Wilts, a little conglomerate we got going on. Um, I'm talking about me, Wilts, and my man RC. We're going to be pushing it hard, giving you two podcasts a week, on time, every week. 2018 is going to be our year, man. So so first I want to say, what's up, everybody? We back again. I already said that, but I'm going to say it again. We back. And we're going to take it out to Central California to my man, R.C., who's going to hold it down with me today. What's up, R.C.? What's popping, my man? Hey, man, what's going down, Willa? Always good to hear from you, my man. Uh, Happy New Year to everybody, like you said. And um, as you mentioned, we are going to be hitting the ground running. Uh, Regularly scheduled programs like we normally get down. And we're going to do a real professional suit and tie-like in the podcast game because uh, we got – an audience out there, and uh, we're going to give it to them uh, the only way we know how, and that's keeping it true. So uh, I'm happy to be here. Can't wait till Wilt gets back, and um, I'm ready to rock, my man. For sure, for sure. Yeah, we're going to be suit and tie with our thing out like uh, like your boy. What's the comedian's name? Uh, what's your guy's name that, has, oh, that, has, that was oh, out Louis. there beating his meat to, to the chick? <laughs> Oh, Louis C.K.? Is that what we're talking about? Louis C.K., yeah. We we dressed, we suited up, booted up with our things out like Louis C.K., no homo, man. So let's get it started. We're going to give you all like five as usual. And we're going to start it off with uh, what everybody was talking about Monday, talking about the NCAA uh, football championship, uh, Georgia versus Alabama. Um, Alabama made a – they call it an epic comeback. You know, that's just rotting the dick of Nick Saban. Alabama came back uh, by 13 points to win the game in overtime. Um, trying to see the score, but uh, I can't even see the score. But uh, they won by four points. 
um, you know, and they needed overtime to do it. At first, I thought it was going to be easy work for Alabama, but uh, as usual, uh, Saban was outcoached at the beginning, and he went, and really what I want to talk about, it ain't really the game. It's the whole move that I feel Nick Saban pulled on young Jalen Hurts. Uh, Jalen Hurts is their quarterback. Um, he's he is a sophomore, right? And he is twenty five and two as a uh, as a uh, uh, Alabama Crimson Tide. I don't know what they are, the elephants for some reason, but the name is Crimson Tide. Um, this guy uh, he he went last year. Last year he was the SEC Offensive Player of the Year with Coach uh, Lane Kiffin, I believe was his head, was his uh, offensive coordinator. He balled. He got to the he got his team to the championship. Um, I believe they were undefeated when they got to the championship, and he met somebody that was just a little more special. Not a little more special. He met a special guy in Deshaun Watson. And at the end of the game, after making it a close game, Jalen Hurts got beat as Deshaun Watson did his best um, Vince Vince Young imitation, pump faked his ass and went to the end zone. Uh, so you know they went. People are you know I read a lot of a lot of articles like, oh man, and if if um, if Saban can win, if Alabama can win with with like this with their fourth, third string, second string quarterback, when can they ever lose? Well, nigga, they lost last year, <laughs> so I don't know what the hell they, all these people are talking about, but it is what it is. But what I want to talk about, RC, is the the whole move that I feel Nick Saban did, just because Nick Saban is all about Nick Saban. Jalen Hurts, a guy who's been putting in work for this team, busting his ass for this team, got him to the championship, only down down 13 points at the half. We're talking 13 fucking points. It should have been 10, but the uh, kicker missed the field goal, which he did a few, <laughs> which he did a few different times in the game. But uh, he took him out at the halftime. You know, he didn't give him a chance to, to um, you know, to fight back. And he put in the uh, young Hawaiian guy. I don't know, Tatula, Tatuliali, or something like that. I don't know his name. I'm sorry, I don't know how to pronounce it. But for now, I'm going to call him Russell Mariota because he's a Hawaiian guy. Went to school with Mariota, but he sort of looks like Russell uh, Russell Wilson out there. And he was balling. No, well, he had some baller moments. He went. He did a lot of three and out. And in fact, his first touchdown. He uh, if it, if Georgia knew how to sack. You know, he got caught up by three people rolled around, and it would have just been three and outs all the whole time, you know. But he made some great plays. You know, he made he, had, he got lucky a few times, which you need to win a championship game. Luck is is needed. You know, there was that one play on fourth down. I don't know if you remember, R.C., where he it was fourth and they went forward on fourth and something at the goal, on fourth and goal on the four or something, and he threw it up, and it looked like it was a – he he was throwing it to the to the receiver that was coming all the way across the right Ridley, but actually he was throwing it to the other guy, but it was fourth down, so he threw it up and the the receiver actually came and made a great catch on the ball, and not not too many people talk about that, but that was to tie the game up, and that was a great throw and all that. But really, what I want to talk about: Do you feel you know cut out the win? This guy's supposed to, Nick Saban is supposed to be teaching guys how to be men. He's supposed to be doing all this. Do you feel that it was, uh, you know, they won. They shouldn't have won. Georgia coaches started running the uh, Wildcat when they were up, and they were doing just fine just running the regular offense. But then they started running the Wildcat, 
and, and they just gave the game up. Coaches, coaches there. So they won. So they won. So it seems like yeah. a great idea. But do you think that was a whole move to not even let him get a chance to redeem himself in the second half of the game when he done took you to the second, this is the second championship that he done took you to? I think that was a whole move, man. And, I, you know, it worked out. So everybody's on, you know, on Saban's dick again. But to me, that's the that's the move of a whole ass nigga that only thinks about himself. They say he was thinking about the kids. He wasn't thinking about no motherfucking kids. He was thinking about himself and how he can win that. He can get the ring, and he, and he lucked up and got it. You know, as awesome as that uh, uh, as uh, Russell Mariota did, he was a lot of three and outs. And when he was when he did have a drop, there was a lot of stupid ass. Uh, holdings and pass interference that Georgia was doing, giving them a chance to win. And uh, and that wide receiver, sure, Ridley bailed his ass out on that tying score. Nobody really talks about that, but that boy came all the way across. Um, it was smart. It was fourth down, so he was smart enough as a freshman to know to not take the sack and just put it up in to just throw it. But he was throwing to a guy that was covered, and he was going to throw his pick, which would have been his second pick. One of them was over. It should have been his third pick. One of them was overturned in the end zone. So, uh, yeah, RC, what do you think about that? I know you were a saving guy. Well, you shouldn't be a saving guy. You are a, a Miami Hurricanes guy, but we all know they're trash. So maybe Alabama is your second team. I don't know. How do you feel about that, man? Nah, no love for Alabama. I was actually pulling for Georgia, man. Really sick of this whole Alabama stuff. And you, right, you were right talking about Saban being a hoe. He's been a hoe ever since he lost his locker room when he was in the NFL talking about, guys, I'm not going to Alabama. And next thing you know, he packed his bags and was gone the next day. Nobody heard from him, and he was uh, uh, at the press conference doing the whole Roll Tide stuff. So Nick Saban's always been a hoe. It's never been uh, any kind of a secret about it. But um, what you were talking about with Jalen Hurts, you know, the guy was the first uh, SEC rookie of the year since Herschel Walker. And um, so, you know, he had that mystique built around him as far as like, yo, this could be the guy for Alabama moving towards the future because they really had uh, half-stepping-ass quarterbacks like A.J. McCarron and all those those chumps that, that came before him. They weren't necessarily the guys that are, you know, a team built off the quarterback. Everyone knows Alabama was built by the defense and talent built around the quarterback. So the, guy, the quarterback essentially was the Trent Dilfer for a while uh, on a 2000 Baltimore Ravens team and which would be the Alabama team. Uh, but Jalen Hurts, man, the guy had a crazy year this year, 17 touchdown passes, only one interception. And you want to add on, um, he had eight rushing touchdowns as well. So the man basically had 25 touchdowns to one turnover in a sense. So uh, Jalen Hurts, he had a, a great year, you know, um, took him back-to-back national championships. And, um, but he had a bad first half. And uh, it was a gutsy move by Saban to take him out. Uh, because he brought in basically, yeah, you, you, you said Russell Mariota, and it goes good because uh, the, the young man was a gunslinger, true freshman gunslinger who was just airing it out. He was making a lot of good passes and a lot of bad passes. Uh, but the thing is, you know, he was actually moving the chains, which was giving Saban's defense a chance to rest, and maybe they needed a little bit of rest instead of those three and outs that Hurts was putting out. Ball. And uh, Ball. maybe that's what Georgia was getting them. He moved the chain two times. He moved the chain one time. His first one was a three and out. His second was a, his second drive was a touchdown. The thir- the third uh, the third fourth fifth sixth drive those were three and outs. Then at the end 
he moved the chain. He didn't move the chain that much. Alabama's defense started playing. Okay. They hunked down and started playing. Like, he did. He actually really didn't move the chain that much. He did a lot of three and outs except for the two, what was that, the two scoring drives that he had, right? They had two scoring drives and a field goal. What was the score? I'm trying to look up the damn score. Well, the score is 26 to uh, 23, and if you bet on Georgia, you still won because they gave Georgia three and a half points. So, uh, you know, they covered the spread for anybody that was out there betting in Vegas. But um, Oh, yeah, because they didn't kick a field goal. They just lost by the three touchdown game on six points. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the referees might have been bigger hoes than Nick Saban because it, it, before the, the, the scrambling play that you mentioned where he had uh, avoided a sack and he literally ran into trouble like he should have been sacked and got the first down, uh, the punt before that where they called offsides, the man was not offsides on the punt. They called it, bailed him out, and then forget about the uh, blatant face mask that was called or that wasn't called when Georgia was running the ball and that could have been a first down, but instead it turned into a punt. So everything just kind of melted down and it worked out for Alabama the way it did. Um, I was highly upset. I was going for Georgia, man. I um, I wanted Georgia to take care of business, man. I'm tired of this whole Alabama stuff. But the way it, it all boiled out, man, I mean, you know, Georgia, they they can't blame nobody but themselves. The, the whole um, – Play calling in overtime was ridiculous. Run the ball twice and then pass it. Look, man, they're lucky to be in overtime in the first place because the kicker should have made that field goal and won the game. So if, if I'm coaching, if I'm coaching and I'm living off on, on an extended life like that, yo, we're going to have to take a shot on first down. We're going to have to air it out. We, we can't play conservative. When teams play conservative and play not to lose, they end up losing. So running the ball twice exactly. was ridiculous and then, it was, it was it was terrible. So when I when as soon as overtime started, I was like, you got to take a shot because you shouldn't even be here right now. The game should be over. And for them, and they did. They're lucky that my man. They're lucky my man's with the the bifocals was able to see across <laughs> the crossbar. They're lucky to see my man with the goggles that made that clutch kick, fifty one yards. Man, that was a rough kick to make. And I mean, dude, it, it's just it, it's ridiculous. You had a true freshman quarterback going against. The, the secondary Georgia had, were, they were seniors. They've been here their whole career damn near. That, that Everyone that was starting in that secondary was seniors. And for them to run cover two, like you just got – I mean, the, the kicker's already shaky as it is. Alabama kicker, he's already missing left and right. He's already shaky. All you got to do is run cover three. Uh, you don't have to run cover four, man. Just, just run cover three. The, the whole cover two, I don't like cover two. Um, you had trips on one side and then the receiver on the opposite side, at least the cornerback could have pressed them to help the safety out a little bit. But for them to end that game the way it was, it must be a Georgia thing. For them to blow that lead and to blow that championship the same way that the Atlanta Falcons blew it against the Patriots. I was like, wow, y'all really let that happen. After getting a big sack, they're looking at like a 53-yard field goal from where they were at after getting sacked on first down. So uh, that quarterback, you know, he's – he, he he's definitely the hero of that day, but as far as moving forward, I don't see Jalen Hurts getting his job back. He might transfer. He might as well transfer. He's not going to get his job back after this kid, you know, won the national championship for him in a half of football coming back. You know, he probably went back to Alabama and was big man on campus for sure. Uh, but it, I hate to say the 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 old cliche: Did Alabama win or did Georgia blow it? You know, bottom line at the end of the day. A winner's a winner, a loser's a loser. But 
for Georgia, it's just unfortunate because you don't know if you're ever going to get to that position again, the way these things work out in the playoffs and all that. Um, but coaching, coaching, man, terrible decision by the defensive coordinator, in my opinion, to run cover two. I'm running cover two at the goal line. We're going we're gonna to cut down those short passes. And we got two safeties up top if anyone wants to try anything special. But when you've got that much yards to work with, all you got to do is not let somebody get behind you at that point. That's all you got to do. Run cover three. You know what I mean? Run man-to-man with two safeties on top. Something like that. But for them to run cover two, oh, man, that was the ultimate choke. And it wasn't just a choke on the defensive end. It was a choke on the offensive coordinator for them just to run the ball twice and play conservative. Georgia has nobody to blame but themselves. And St. Nick got lucky that that happened. A team that was playing not to lose ended up losing, and Nick Saban gets the glory for it because it's it's looked at like, oh, he made a gutsy move to bring in the other quarterback. You know, when it was uh, early in the game or even at halftime, I was like, 13 points ain't nothing, man. And um, the the whole funny thing about it was the game was – it was a snooze fest pretty much in the first half. And as soon as Donald Trump left, that's when the fireworks start going off. So, uh, you know, man – Georgia, they're going to join that elite group. They're going to join that elite group with the Warriors blowing a 3-1 lead, Atlanta Falcons blowing a 28-3 lead, and Hillary Clinton blowing a big lead to Donald Trump. Uh, yeah, true that. True that, man. Yeah, this, the guy, uh, uh, Russell Mariota, all he was doing was throwing the ball down the field. That's all he was doing. It did, like That doesn't even make any sense that they didn't have guys back there. Um, and had, I have no idea what the hell was going on. But, yeah, uh, to go on his uh, him moving the chain, he moved the chain that one time to get the first touchdown. That's after he went to three and out. And then, remember, he threw an interception. Then Georgia quarterback came, hit his own player in the head. They got an interception. He went three and out, but they got a field goal off of it. Then he went three and out a couple yeah. more times. Then he scored. Then they, I think he might have drove them one time. They got a field goal. Then he drove them to score the last touchdown. So he balled. No, you know, this is not any hate towards him because he came in and he balled. He did what he needed to do, and he did, and he did it very nicely, and he did it in, in, in great fashion at the end of the game. Getting sacked, losing 20 yards, looking like he just went out like a, uh, like a sucker, and then tapping that thing and putting it up in the air. 45, 50-yard touchdown, uh, bingo, you know. So, no hate towards him. And he looked the um, safety off. That was, that was solid. He looked the safety off going towards the right the whole way and then, bam, went left. So, man, them seniors got fooled by a freshman, man. Uh, number 14 was getting picked on the whole time came in. Uh, I don't know his name off the top of my head, but that guy right there, man, if he wasn't a senior, I'm revoking that scholarship. You got to play somewhere else, man. But lucky for him, he's a senior, so you got to get up out of there anyway. Probably not getting drafted. Yeah, yeah. But at the end of the day, I say, you know, Nick Saban, I guess he's the greatest coach in college history, uh, in college football of all times. I guess he oh. tied. I'm not sure. I think he tied Bear Bryant or whatever his name is. Um, yeah, I guess the guy, tied. I think he's from A&M. Um, so he tied him. It, it's, he's the best of all times. Probably he's done it all. But he should have lost that game. And and uh, I'm sad that yeah. the Georgia Bulldogs gave it up like that, man. But on to the next topic. H&M, uh, Swedish clothing uh, store. Yeah. They're, they're, getting, 
they're getting a lot of um, a lot of flack. They're getting a lot of uh, you know they're losing. You know how people are over here they took the knee. They're losing sponsorships. Well, H and M is losing are they? <laughs> people to sponsor. You know, H and M is losing uh, yeah losing people to sponsor. You know, last week they um they had a young black kid model. And he had a shirt on that says "Coolest Monkey in the Jungle." Now, now, RC. Oh man, it, 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 you know, it is what it is on this. Knowing, you know, my wife, uh, my wife is Swedish, obviously, right? So I've been there, and yes, they are, you know, they're white people, so. Do they they act like they're not prejudiced? I didn't see a lot of prejudice, but at the same time, I'm pretty sure they are, because most people, when you at what not just white people, but when you have when when there's a, the majority, it's usually always racist towards the minority. So I'm sure if you go to Africa, and white yeah. people, they're probably getting you know in some places, except in South Africa where the white people somehow took over. I don't know how that happened, but. You know, there's probably wherever you got the majority. You're in the, you're in the Muslim country. They're not showing love to the Africans or the white people. You're in the Indian country. You know, it just is what it is. But Sweden is a very liberal country. You know, so the so they've got this young, good-looking young guy. Uh, probably look, looks like a little African dude. He's got shirts on, and this isn't the only shirt. He isn't in just in the catalog with just this one shirt on. But this is one of the shirts, and you know the weekend, uh, a whack ass uh, rapper slash singer. I don't know what he does. He posts this out H and M. Now they're getting a lot of flack about it. And to me, I just sit back and I look and I say, you know, is that going to make me stop buying my son H and M? Probably not. H and M is selling kids clothes for like four ninety nine, five ninety nine shirts. Ten ninety nine pants and they're looking good, and you know you wash them and they're not falling apart like like Walmart shit, right? So H and M is all right with me, and I'm okay. mad and I'm seeing all this fake. I'm seeing I'm seeing all this outrage, fake outrage, but then I look, and the same people that are outraged, they're cool with Shannon Sharp, uh, talking about he be on the miles and the yak with a do rag. You know, I like Shannon Sharp. I got really no hate for him. I listen. I listen to his show. Uh, uh, mostly, I'll, I listen to him and skip all the time, right? But I know, I yeah. know, chucking and jiving, and samboing when I see it. You know, Shannon Sharp doesn't smoke, and he don't drink, and he ain't wearing no do rags. So he he decided nobody else on this show's got a character. Skip ain't acting like no white trash. Uh, Molly, I think is her name is. She ain't acting. She ain't dressing up like a hoe and acting like she's some kind of hoe. But Shannon, he's got to do the miles and the yak. But we give him a pass, right? But this <laughs> stuff is outrageous. So this young man got paid to do this. His parents, they say, get over it. We don't care. You know, this, and, and and people are outraged. Now they're mad at the mother. They're mad because they're mad at the mother saying, how dare you let this? You know how the white people think we're monkeys and say we're monkeys? Then at the same time, these same people are saying nigger every day, right? Didn't the white people call us nigger and nigger? 
Like, so, so you know, there's good and bad to everything. What's his poor choice? Pro- yeah. But white people are wearing H&M, man. This shirt isn't for black people more than This is for Swedish people. And guess what? There ain't too many Swedish people, ain't too many black people in Sweden. So this is a shirt that's for white people. This is, you know, so they they got this guy, he got paid. You know, young black guy. They at least saw it in them, and they, and he got paid. And he's their and he's one of their star kid models, right? So, am I mad? Was it poor taste, mate? Probably. You know, but kids and monkey shirts and animal shirts is what kids do. Uh, you know, so I say, you know, as black people, sometimes we got to get the stick out of our ass. You niggas are not boycotting no H and M. You know, shout out to I guess G Easy. I think that's a, a, a little a, a white guy. That's pro- you know he he boycotted. He said he ain't messing. He ain't, you know he's not uh, letting them sponsor him anymore or whatever. And that's pretty cool. You know, a lot of people are doing that. But at the same time, we let so much other shit slide that it's just ridiculous. And and and, and like I said, Shannon Sharp is the main reason. And Shannon Sharp is one of the main things I see. This guy shucks and jives two days out the week, right? Not not to mention that he shits on Dak Prescott six days out the week, a young black quarterback that, that, that balls, but he, he he finds any way to shit on him, you know. But I still like Shannon because Shannon does a lot of good stuff. On the, you know, on the opposite of his shucking and jiving, he stood up for Kaepernick. He stands up for stuff. So, you know, so maybe it's just the money talking that got him doing that. But the same people, the same people that are upset probably got BAPS on BHS. You know what BAPS is? You remember BAPS? Uh, you might be a little too young, but you ain't that you ain't that young. That's when Holly Berry was acting like a a, a, a damn, you know, she was acting like a ghetto queen or, or whatever you want to call it, the whole fucking movie, right? And and, and black people loved it. They loved seeing this, the Holly Berry shucking job. You know what I'm saying, but now they up. <laughs> so it's just, it's just like what? I don't get it. I, you know, we got to be. If you're gonna be upset with this, we need to be upset with everything. We're gonna be upset that these people paid this young man, and his mom said okay, she was cool with that to rock all these shirts, and and the cutest monkey in the jungle was one of them. It is what it is. But guess what? Guess who's gonna be buying that? This is <laughs> white people. This is for H&M. It's from Sweden. It ain't for white people, but it was really because it's from Sweden and it's for, it was made for Swedeners, uh, Swedish people. And guess what? Probably 95% of the motherfuckers is white. So feeling on this shit, man. As you see, I, it just got me in like, what the hell, what, what, what the hell is going on in 2018, man? Well, uh, Loaded, man. It's really loaded here. Um, you know, Shannon Sharp, he he do be having his shit, his his skit, his stitch. Uh, whenever uh, the Cowboys lose, he's a Cowboy uh, hater just because Skip is a Cowboy lover, and uh, it, the show is about debate. So one guy likes one thing, the other is against it. Um, and it wasn't Molly; it was a uh, Joy Taylor, uh, Jason Taylor, Joy, uh, NFL yeah. Hall of Fame. Uh, her her uh, her. Uh, or Jason Taylor's uh, sister, whatever. But uh, Shannon Sharp don't be wearing his do-rag on the show. You know, he, he's only rocking that when he's at home. 
but I, I get where you're coming from, man. And I uh, I see H and M whenever I'm in LA, and it, it's got a big spot in the mall, all that stuff. I've never really purchased for anything from there. Um, I I don't have children like yourself, so I understand uh, where you're coming from with that. But um, the, the thing about it is, is the the picture towards where that young man was at next to the white man. The white kid had on the shirt that said survival expert while the kid had the monkey shirt next to him. It was a bad no, case. No, 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 no. I don't think that's how I don't think that's how it was. I think that the black kid was there and then they had the white kid and then they spliced that shit together. I could be wrong, but I think it's just the black kid was just by itself. Here goes this shirt. Then there was here goes this shirt. That's how they do it. And then to make the internet put them together and has it like has it like the white kids looking at them. No, no, no. That, I think that was Photoshop. I could be wrong. Let me. I'll check that it out. It might have been. Okay. Yeah. It it might have been, but it was one hundred percent bad taste. Uh, it's obviously going to have outrage from people, um, especially where we're at right now, as far as having cultural issues. Um, you know with everything going on in itself as far as from the top with the the president of the United States of America, Donald Trump, making it seem like if you have that racist in your heart, letting it out nowadays, not a big problem is the way they make it seem. Um, and I found it a very bad taste. I, I was, uh, like, I, I, like I said, I'm not a, uh, uh, I don't have, you know, a card or anything from H&M. So they never really were getting any purchases from me. Uh, so I'm not going to change anything on my stance for it because H&M was just whatever it is. Uh, but it was definitely a bad look. You think that they would have somebody uh, when they're having these corporate meetings before they do this photo shoot and all that stuff. It, do they not have one guy there that says, oh, man, you know, we got these, uh, we got these racial issues going on, and uh, we see how the NFL is having problems with this, with guys protesting their national anthem. Don't you think maybe putting a monkey sh- – not just uh, – it's not a picture of a monkey. Like, it's not a picture of it on the shirt it actually is printed out in lettering like someone should have said like this probably is not the best idea and now that's why they're coming out with the apologies and all this and that um you you just gotta look at it from all different angles and especially going out the way it did you know they have nobody to blame but themselves for this one because yeah they're probably going to lose out on sponsors and sales i'm not going to say it's going to plummet so far so but they're definitely going to lose some money from it. And, you know, man, uh, it, it was just a bad look, bro. And I really feel where I feel where people were coming from, where they're like, yo, fuck this. We're not going to uh, purchase anything like this from that. And uh, as you mentioned, G-Eazy, white rapper from uh, the Bay Area. Uh, and he, he, that's cool that he's, you know, not fucking with it himself. But for me personally, man, I, I don't look at it like it's something that's going to uh, – affect my pockets, but I'm just like, yo, I'm not really fucking with H&M before, and I'm definitely not fucking with them now. Uh, it was a, a, a ugly look, and now they're, they're, they're uh, going to they're gonna feel that wrath coming forward. Uh, but uh, for them blaming the mother and all that stuff, probably weren't blaming the mother for anything that this young man's wearing because they're going to get some ducats. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, but, bro, you know, man, it, it's just some, one of those things that we're looking at it right now where it's like, damn, I can't believe they did that. Like, that's, that's racist as fuck. How could they let that go? But 
at this point in time where we're at right now, the way 2017 was, I'm not surprised when some of this stuff pops out anymore. Because before 2017, if, 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 if I was thinking of anything like this happening in 2016, I'm like, there's no way they would do something like that. There's no way that they would have something like this come out and be put out to the, to the public. You know what I'm saying? But the way things are going and the, the kind of tidal wave that we're all riding right now, from, from last year moving forward to this year, I'm not surprised. It's, it, 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 it's uh, habitual line-stepping as far as marketing and all that stuff uh, from everything in itself. Um, you know, you had celebrities speaking out about it. Uh, I think, uh, uh, you know, Diddy had offered this kid a, a deal and all that stuff, which that's fine and all that. You know, I get it. Uh, you want to um, uh, take advantage of something that's a hot topic, uh, uh, very high clickbait material that's going on right now. But from where, from where I'm coming from, I look at it like, yo, that's, that's fucked up. And I, uh, the thing about it is, though, they never got any of my money, so they wouldn't be getting any of my money anyways, even if before this would happen. But, um, you know, you're talking about people need to get the stick out of their ass. I get it. You know, um, I understand both sides from where that's coming from, but, man, you just got to – I hope moving forward that we'll never see anything like this again uh, because we all realize nowadays how sensitive the public are to certain issues going on, and especially when it comes to racial topics, they should have known better, man. Um, bad idea from whoever put it out there and – even worse of an idea for whoever let that get a pass to, all right, let's give this a go. Give it a green light and let's put it out there and see how sales go. Did they, I mean, did they think that this would not have an outrage by the public? If they did, they probably, if they did think that they probably need to get some uh, better people in charge from the higher up because um, you know me, Will, I'm a, I'm a, uh, I'm a Puerto Rican American. And um, you know, I have uh, family members that are black and, they were outraging itself, and um, I don't know if that's the California liberals coming out, you know what I'm saying, but um, the way that is, bro, that's just an ugly look, and for whoever gave it the pass, I'm not saying that they need to turn in their, 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 their papers to, you know, get that walk and get something else going for themselves as far as marketing goes, but you got to take a big step back, man, and hopefully... I just hope that we don't have to see anything like this moving forward because we all realize how sensitive it is when we're talking about any type of racial subjects going on as far as where we're at in the world today. The president calling guys sons of bitches who are, uh, who twist the subject of what this whole thing started from Colin Kaepernick was, was, you know, the racial injustices of police brutality. And they, they, they switch it up to, oh, he's against America, or, you know, um, he's against um, uh, um, um, the soldiers of the U.S. And it's like, no, man, you just got to take a look back, take a step back. As we mentioned before, we're talking about, you know, damn near everybody taking a knee in the NFL now, uh, where the, the, whole, the whole message got gentrified and to where they took it a whole different process to where it really was intentionally put out in the first place. So um, for me, I'm looking at it like H&M, you, you got it fucked up, man. And you, you weren't getting any of my money before. 
if I seen something nice that, you know, because they do shoes and all that shit there, if I seen something nice that I thought about getting before, I'm definitely not getting it now. But that's just me, man. Yeah, I feel you 100%, man. Hey, you know, don't get me wrong. It's fucked up. Somebody should have said something. Are these people that naive? Yeah, uh, maybe, maybe not. Probably not. But, you know, it is what it is. I don't think, you know, there's a lot of stuff to be outraged by. And, you know, the rapper, uh, when the rapper The Weeknd, who sings about cocaine and pills and drugs, and we're following his lead, you know, something's fucking wrong. We talk, uh, we, uh, oh, grown men following P, P. Diddy's lead, a guy that was talking, calling men daddy and all that stuff on the uh, on the drink champs not too long ago, <laughs> had fabulous and Jadakus looking real uncomfortable. Uh, you know, it's just you know, it. I, I agree with you. It's messed up. Somebody needs something. They'll get you know. They'll lose their money. They'll get that thing done. But what we need to there's yeah, other stuff. There's on, bigger issues to be worried about than this little kid getting paid. Yeah, it's not on the designers. The designers they're gonna. They're going to take chances because that's what this whole thing about marketing is about, right? You want to take chances. You want to make a splash, you know, especially when it comes to something like this. Maybe people jump on it from what they're thinking of, but it all goes down on the higher-ups. You should have somebody more intelligent than the designers to, you know what, maybe we shouldn't do this. Let's go somewhere else. Like, as you mentioned, if there was a, 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 an actual character of a, of a monkey on a sweater, Probably wouldn't have had that much outrage, a little bit maybe, but probably not as much as what we've seen. You know what I'm saying? So this goes on the higher ups because you're going to have the workers at your company, and the workers are going to be putting out their own ideas whatsoever. But you've got to have somebody more intelligent from what you got going on. That's why we have higher ups. So that's, that goes on them, man. And um, as far as the, the creator of all that, I'm not saying – like, yo, fuck them, he must be a racist piece of shit, because I don't know what he looks like. I don't know what kind of religion he comes from or, or what kind of a race he is, but I'm, or whoever it was designing as far as maybe it was a team effort that put that together or whatnot, which I'm probably sure that's what it was. But this goes on the higher-ups, man. Whoever you have running your shit at H&M, probably, I'm not saying fire this motherfucker, but I'm saying you got uh, to have him take a, a, a big step back and moving forward, Guarantee they're not going to have anything like this moving forward, and you got to be a little bit more careful, especially because we know what kind of world we're living in today. Anybody that's woke, you're not going to make, you're not going to be like, hmm, let's put this little black kid in a monkey sweater and see if this shit's going to make a splash. Because if I was that person that was uh, looking at what kind of ideas we had to put out for some of these kids modern, that would have been a red flag for me. You know what I'm saying? I'm not stupid. I understand that, yo, this is this is not going to fly. I get what you guys are trying to do. We're trying to make a splash and make some sales, but this is probably not what we, what we want to do. You know what I'm saying? I mean, maybe if they switch sweaters from the what the white kid was wearing to what the black kid was wearing, would we hear the same outrage of it? Probably not. But the way they did it, it just seemed like it was an intentionally purpose picture to get a certain type of crowd riled up, and hey, they wanted to, uh, they wanted to outrage, or they didn't want to, they didn't want to outrage, but they wanted a, a, a cry from somebody. They wanted uh, to make a splash. Well, guess what, man? They got a big fucking cannonball that made a big splash, and hopefully they learned their lesson. But from my standpoint, they haven't got nothing from me before, and they definitely not get anything from me now. Yeah, yeah, I feel you, man. And we'll, I'll just end it by saying, 
um, my daughter got a $100 gift card to H&M. So when she gets back in, we'll probably still be in there. And I'm sure I'll see black people in there. But let's go to this next thing. Another, like, yeah, another what the fuck's going on in 2018. Oh, there's, there's outrage. There's a lot of outrage. Because Singer Genuine on the show Big Brother, I, uh, I haven't watched it, but I know about it. This show's probably been going on for 10, 15 years, I believe. I, I, I don't really know, but I know it. Big Brother's been going on for a long time. A little reality show. Um, like, uh, what was uh-huh. the first reality show on MTV? What was that called? Do you remember? Are you that? Are you young enough to in the house? Or? I, 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 I remember some of the reality I remember some of the reality shows. The first shows one with TV, the house and sure with and all those guys were, I mean, I forgot what it was, but it was, uh, they all lived in a house like a real world, real world, the real world. So it's like the oh, real yeah, world, yeah, except, yeah. It's for, except it's for NBC or whatever. And obviously, you know, I don't watch this shit, but obviously there's a transgender person on there. Her name is India Willoughby. And there's uh, the guy, um, uh, the, the singer, Genuine. And I guess what happens is in an episode, uh, they're talking about sexual preferences or something. I don't know. And Genuine says, you know, he wouldn't date a trans, a tranny. And the girl says, the guy, girl, whatever, says, you wouldn't date me? And he says, no, not if you have a dick. I'm not dating anyone with a dick. And she tries to, she comes around and tries to kiss, kiss him, and he gives her that curve. Social media goes wild. He's transphobic. I'm getting tired of all these transphobic. His masculine, these guys, men these days, they want to be so masculine. Like, have you seen Genuine? He has, he's the guy that opens oh, his man. shirt up and doing that. It's nothing really that masculine about Genuine. I'm surprised that he doesn't like trannies, right? So there's nothing masculine about him. <laughs> but, but he doesn't. And they're outraged. It's now in 2018. It's transphobic to not want to fuck with trannies on that level. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm transphobic like a motherfucker. Now, now, yeah, if you get me in a room with some trannies, I might start sweating, looking around. If I'm walking (laughs) down the street and trannies are walking on the same side of me, uh, same side, I don't care if they're big-ass trannies, little skinny trannies. If I notice these are trannies, I'm gonna walk to the other. I'm gonna walk to the other side of the street, like I'm a square white woman walking down up, yeah. walking in Third Ward, Texas. You feel what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and, yeah, one hundred percent. But for this guy, and if it was me, and the motherfucking tranny tried to kiss me, I'm gonna do more than curve. You know what I'm saying? Especially in a day and age where. Where, uh, where we're talking about sexual harassment and men doing all this stuff and 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 uh, the uh, the senator giving unwanted kisses, right? There was a senator, uh, Al Franken, right, who just had to, who I think he stepped down because he was giving girls unwanted kisses and unwanted advances. But when a tranny does it, it's cool. And if you deny it, you're transphobic. Like, what the fuck is going on, man? It, it, it's insane. Like, it's lucky. If there was a trans, if a transgender motherfucker tried to kiss me. Now, I said this before, before on, uh, on the Will and Will show, when I, when I gave my Me Too moment where I was at, at, 
walking down mess, uh, uh, pretty messed up on uh, on Bourbon Street in New Orleans, and a guy kissed me on the cheek. And I backed up. I was about to smack him up, but uh, you know, I'm at, I'm a little older, I'm a little wiser. It ain't that big of a deal, right? But I but I felt how women probably feel when when they get those unwanted advances. So I sort of feel, you know, so I feel it on that side, right? But if it was a tranny that did that, I would smack the shit out of them and whoop their ass. And that's straight up. And maybe I can't whoop their ass because it's a man, obviously, but we're going to fight like a motherfucker. We're about to fight to the death. And if I feel that he's getting me, I'm fighting to the death. Somebody's got to kill me because I'm not – I ain't kiss, getting kissed by no tranny, and I sure as hell ain't trying to lose no bot, no fight to no tranny, right? But they're, they're grown men, so they might be able to whoop my ass. Who knows, right? But for for this new day and age, for in 2018, to motherfuckers really think that if you turn down an advance from a tranny, that that's transphobic? Like, we're, we're in for a long 2018, man. You got H&M. Uh, well, putting monkey shirts on and people going, you know, uh, black kids in monkey shirts, people going crazy. They don't care about all the other stuff that's going on. Then we got motherfuckers saying that it is transphobic to not want to fuck with trannies on that on that type of level. Not just want not want to fuck with them, but not want to get kissed or have you know you would not date a tranny, so you're transphobic. Come on, RC. Tell me. I know you're from. Uh, I know you're from Cali. Y'all liberal motherfuckers out there. But tell me, you don't agree with this shit? Oh no, nah, man. Um, I agree with you, like a motherfucker, man. I'm, you know, I, I don't really um have a side when it comes to uh, you know p- politics and all that bullshit. I feel I'm on an independent side because you know there's certain things I feel about uh, both sides of parties where I lean towards uh you know. Uh, on, on on a half to half type of basis, but when it comes to some shit like that, look, man, I don't have a problem with gay people. You know, you're out there, you're gay, whatever, that's fine. But the trannies that next are the ones I do have a problem with because those motherfuckers are the ones that are on the low, on the secret type shit. And it, when when you're hiding something from me, I automatically don't trust you in the first place. Given the granted, you could probably tell. You know, um, uh, sometimes you probably can't. But for the most part, I'm, I'm sure if you uh, you read between the lines and you see some of these people, you know, ain't no bitches walking around with Adam's apples. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, I feel you 100%. Um, I would get a little uh, – I'd be looking over my shoulder if there was some trannies walking behind me. And I would not – I'd probably stop, let them get, a, get away from me, and, uh, you know, maybe even turn the other way. Uh, but when it comes to something like that, man – <laughs> we're talking about the world we're living in right now. We're talking about he's transphobic. Well, if that's transphobic, then you could probably label me that too, because I, I really um, have not came across too many transphobic motherfuckers. I, I don't I don't go around in West Hollywood and L.A. where I'm sure that a lot of them dwell at. But well, uh, when you see some of these people, and um, it, it, it's just ridiculous how they have rights now and all this shit that's going on, and it's not nothing. Hey, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What's up? What's Before up, you man? go, Will and Wilt do with the Will and Wilt show. Do not, uh, we're not all on the same page with RC talking about y'all don't deserve rights and all that. Y'all are worse or all that stuff, you know. But I feel you, RC. I just want to say that before you know, because you're going you're going extra hard, which we want you to oh, do. Yeah. We want you to keep it real. But I just wanted to say, hey, me personally, I have nothing against the training. I'm just transphobic. 
do your thing, just don't fuck with me. That's it. Go ahead, I say. Oh, yeah, I'm just saying, man, um, they, they probably sleep with their socks on, too. Anybody that sleeps with their socks on, I don't trust them. So, uh, you know what I mean? I, I don't I don't like people that hide stuff from me or, or uh, where people that's more than meets the eye. Um, you know, if there's a, a girl that's looking ratchet, but she's really uh, in-depth and involved in art and all that stuff, that's a whole different story. But when it comes to the way these trannies are, man, and the way that they want certain things to go a certain type of way, like – I, I, I'm not with that, man. I can't do it. And if, and I feel you. If there was something going on, any kind of funny business, and you know, um, going out to Las Vegas and things like that, you, you're around a group of people that are are, are drunk and all that stuff. And how you mentioned how somebody had, had made an unwanted advance on you. Uh, if somebody did that to me and it was a trainer, yeah, we got to fight. And 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 if it's a fucking uh, a shack type looking bitch. You know, I'm five foot nine, so if there's a big dude that's tripping, or a woman, I don't know, what do you call them, Willard? Do we call them things, or or I don't even know what to call these motherfuckers, but I'm not Training. into that funny shit, man. Yeah, yeah, tra- uh, transgender male, transgender women, I, I don't know. They gross me the fuck out, and I'm not playing with any of these people, and if they are, you know, probably putting some hands on me due to the size advantage or whatnot, then I'm going to get dirty. If there's something on the ground... I'm going to probably have to go Craig with Debo with your ass with the first thing I could grab. And, you know, I'm going to hit you with a brick or something like that because that, that, I can't go back to the place I came from if I get beat up by a tranny. You know what I'm saying? But um, I, I'm 100% with Genuine on this. If anyone was trying to uh, say some shit to me or, or reach in with an unwanted advance, I'm giving them a, a mean stiff arm. I'm talking about Adrian Peterson MVP type season. Stiff arm, fuck away from me. I'm not playing that funny shit. And and that's just me personally. How would they feel if, if let's say, let's say that they are uh, a transgender, I don't even know how to work with this, but let's just say a, a, a gay person uh, only likes dudes and a girl came up and gave them an unwanted advance. How would they feel about that? Because that's how I feel when some of these funny looking motherfuckers want to try and come up on me. Never happened before. Pray to God every night twice on Sundays that it doesn't happen to me one time in the future moving forward. And I know we got to be careful because we're trying to do this suit and tie professional thing moving forward. But look, man, if it, I, let's just get this straight. Gay, gay male, lesbian, female, I definitely ain't got no problem with lesbian, female, but I have no problem with anybody who's just, who, who, okay, this is your business. That's fine. But it's those motherfuckers that are just on the low and they, they're they on this secret type shit, I can't rock with you, man. Um, you know, if, if I had a friend and I found out that this motherfucker's wearing skirts on the side, I can't rock with you, man. And like you mentioned some uh, about something that happened on the Willow and Wilt show before, uh, let me uh, bring up a quick story if I could be afforded some people a little bit of a story time real quick. We mentioned about Donald Trump not wanting transgenders in the Army and I, and in the military, and I was with that. I'm cool off that. You know why? Because these motherfuckers are taking hormones to to fuck up their mind and have them feeling in a certain type of way. Can't do it. So much so that we have an MMA fighter by the name of Fallon Fox, who is a man. Hunter Gatherer. He is a man, and he identifies as a woman, and he fights girls. Now, if I have a daughter that's fighting, and she's fighting this fucking guy that identifies as a woman, I might run in the ring and have to mop this dude up if he's banging on my daughter like that. You know what I mean? So, um, trannies, I don't believe 
that they should have a right to say anything as far as when it comes to voting or anything like that because you're not right in the head for one. You're taking pills that make you feel a certain type of way, and it's just like you see some of these crazy things out there, bro. I've seen, um, I've seen people on Twitter that got, you know, major clickbait saying if, uh, if a guy was to be with a transgender woman, she's identifying as a woman, so that don't make you gay. You, you're still straight. Fuck that. It's not going down like that, big fella. You know what I mean? Um, you got to look at for the future of humanity. And if this is the fucking route we're going, hopefully we get a curveball that fixes some of this shit, man, because it's just a, 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 a ridiculous type of mind state for us to be um, in this same the same realm that we have with people who were just moving forward in a different type of way. And like I said, I have no problem with gay people. Shit, I even know a, 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 a gay friend I used to work with. I never had nothing against him. I'm not like, yo, I ain't talking to this faggot motherfucker or nothing like that. It's whatever. You know, you gay. That's fine. You know, I'll probably make fun of you for, you know, doing some woman type shit or whatever. But it's just these fucking trannies, man. Uh, uh, I have uh, family members that work in uh, the correction facilities, and, you know, they, they be showing me pictures of dudes that are locked up, and they look dead on some women. And I'm just like, man, dude, I, I, it's crazy, dude. The, a picture-catcher mentality, I don't know how you get the whole switch-up type of film for that. You know, um, much respect to Magic Johnson, because he probably would think I'm – he probably thinks I'm Hitler to where the way his son is and all that shit. So uh, I, I just can't fly with it. If I see a transgender person, do I think they're a terrorist? No. But would I leave them alone to babysit my child? Shit, I wouldn't even feel comfortable with them babysitting my fucking dog. So that's just my stance on it. I'm not looking at them like I would uh, uh, treat them um, different as far as um, an interactional standpoint. Like, uh, you know, I I wouldn't be like, uh, okay, we got to go do this differently because this motherfucker's over here. Whatever. You do your thing, man. But as long as you're out there with it, like, identifying as that, cool. But uh, it, it just don't fly like that with me, man. And and, and uh, if Virginia wanted to be um, put out there like that as far as this dude's doing something wrong, no. What was he supposed to do? Give this motherfucker a kiss? And then you get the fucking backlash from dudes that being like, you know, you let this fucking – Chick with a dick kiss on you, and then you it, it's a lose lose situation. But as long as I'm taking an L for being uh put out as a transphobic, I'm okay with that. And that's how we're gonna leave it, man. I want to say, uh, appreciate RC for rocking with us. Uh, hopefully, he'll probably uh, I'm gonna go ahead and extend the invitation to be back next week, Wednesday at 9 central if you got time. Um, I don't know. Again, we don't know where the hell Wilson's at, what he's doing, but he told me he'll be ready around. You know, you ask a nigga when you're going to be ready. No, he told me he was going to be ready on the 20-something, 20, 20 28th. And I said, really, you're going to be ready? And he said, I'm going to be ready around. So, you know, that could be next next month, next year. Who who really knows? But this is still the Will and Wilt show. It will always be the Will and Wilt show. Uh, even if Will ain't with us. So I wanted to give a shout-out to RC, man. Thank you for coming out. Thank you for, uh, you know, rocking the mic with me. Excellent job today. I want to thank everybody for listening. Um, 
Happy New Year to everybody, even the trannies. And um, we're going to see you next week. Uh, Outside of Boxing Podcast will be uh, Sunday. Like he said, we're doing that suit and tie uh, professional thing. We will be on 2 2 p.m. Central, 12 o'clock Pacific. So that's 3 Eastern. You know how that goes. So we'll be live uh, taking your calls about boxing, everything that's going down. Uh, predictions. There was a big prediction that I made about uh, about nine months ago that everybody thought I was crazy. But as usual, D will comes through. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about other things. Uh, we'll see you next week. Will and Will show. We out. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.